hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Another fine Saturday morning here in the city of Hamilton. Rick Zamprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And you can like their Facebook page as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And if you have a question for the Golfie team or a a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future program, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Some of the things we're going to be talking about today is uh, the best time to search for real estate. We'll talk about an interesting story out of the Syracuse area where uh, parents have uh, indeed uh, evicted, or at least won an eviction, of their millennial (laughs) son because he just did not want to leave the home. Uh, We'll talk about a new Ryerson University report on millennials. Uh, Still on the millennial theme in the GTHA, apparently they're stuck in apartments. Uh, We'll also discuss the GTA cooling off, and uh, we'll start off with Hamilton being among the top five least affordable cities in Canada. This uh, is according to a report by Zucasa that compiled the uh, five most affordable Ontario cities and the five least affordable Ontario cities. Greater Toronto is the least affordable, which is not surprising. Again, this is just in Ontario. Hamilton is second, followed by Oakville, Durham, and Peterborough. Thoughts on the five least affordable cities? No real surprises. Oh, I thought you were going to fill. Ham- no, Hamilton's coming in at five sixty nine four ninety. I think this is compiled with the Burlington. Burlington. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's it's a little bit skewed in terms of an average sale price or overall sale price. Um, I think there are you know overall Hamilton is affordable. Um, I think there are pockets in Hamilton that, that are very affordable. Yeah. But I think as the average sale price continues to rise, this isn't quite you know a true statistic in terms of overall average sale price. I'd say we're closer to the 500 mark or the or the lower 500 mark. Mm-hmm. Just under the, um, under the 500 mark for yeah, Hamilton and yeah. and, Bur- and Burlington is probably uh, like over over sale. five five to six hundred thousand. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. But they they get the stats from the real estate board, which is which the real estate board combined. Is the average is based on Hamilton Burlington combined, yeah. and it, and it's hard to you know it, you can't gauge that. It's uh, that's why when I come out with the stats, I come out with each area and which is yeah more the real true, numbers, with, which is the real numbers. So the way Zucasa uh, compiled these statistics, they uh, they compiled the home price to income ratios in each of the province's major markets using median household incomes from Statistics Canada and average April 2018 home prices provided by the Canadian Real Estate Association. Association. So I guess it's a little more than just looking at average home prices, um, uh, because when you're looking at income ratios and um, only major markets, I mean, you're not taking every single community into account either. So. Right. right. But if you also take the average income of, of a Hamiltonian, we, you know, we're, we're a huge commuter city. 
So it's it's right. it's pulling the the average income of of, of a know, Toronto a lot of people yeah, employee. Yeah, exactly. employee so a lot, right. there's a lot of Toronto jobs that support these Hamilton homes. So it's it's a little bit skewed in that way. But I think you know overall the the it shows you the average price in Hamilton. It's it can it continues to go up and it remains strong. Mm-hmm. Well, they said they said for a young uh, person starting to buy, they 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 have to earn six times as much to really afford a place in Toronto. Is that? Yeah. I'm not sure. I read that someplace. I think it's in the Ryerson report that we're right, going to get to as well. Right. Is that? Yeah. I mean, it, it just stands to reason because the homes are so much more there. If they want to live in Toronto, being there, uh, they have to earn a, a heck of a lot more money. Yeah, and it's and it's like right now. Um, I think there's, um, you know, the market is moving moderately. It's not moving aggressively uh, in any direction. Um, like the condos downtown are still doing well, uh, downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, single-family homes, if you're not, pr- if you're priced too high, it's just going to sit. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's everywhere. Um, the, you know, tr- the GTA, even also uh, Hamilton and Niagara, uh, they're seeing that uh, you know houses are sitting on the market. And if you're not priced right, there people are just going to bypass it and wait for the next one to show up mm-hmm. until you. Uh, drop your price to the point where the, it's it's at the market level, right. and uh, you know we're we're coming across people uh, uh, right now. Like we had somebody, um, it's it's an estate sale, and the house has been empty for a year and a half. And you know, and when you're dealing with estate sales, sometimes there's uh, two people that are involved in the um, when you call it um, the uh, executors or. And so one executive says, no, they want to hang on to it a little longer. The mm-hmm. other one says, we, we should sell. And we just came across one that they wish they could have sold last year in the early spring, right. which would have made a huge difference in the um, outco- price outcome of their home. So now they're, they're putting it up for sale now, and they're going to probably end up with 50000 less than they would have last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the other interesting stats from this uh, Zucasa study, the, in terms of median incomes, uh, one-person household in Hamilton, the median income is 36000 30 just, just shy of 40000 in Toronto. A two-person household in Hamilton, the median income is 94000 and uh, very much on par, actually a little bit more than uh, what's in uh, the, the GTA area uh, of 94000 uh, the five most affordable Ontario cities, according to this uh, survey or this study, um, number five, Kingston, uh, four, Ottawa Gatineau, three is Windsor, two, Sudbury, and one, Thunder Bay. So the top two are way up north. Um, yeah. w- Windsor is interesting because we've, <laughs> yeah. we've spoken about Windsor on this show Windsor, in the past, A friend too. of mine works in uh, Windsor, and uh, they're... I mean, houses like uh, three years ago, uh, three and a half years ago, were selling. Somehow, you could you could have bought a house for like fifty thousand dollars there. Yeah, wow. That's how low it was, and and I remember the average selling price of a home, probably two years ago, was about just under two hundred thousand. Yeah, and and the uh, the the agent that I knew there, I mean, he said, "Holy smokes, um, they have to sell a lot of homes." To you know, like I mean, to, like two hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah. I mean, it's it. You got to sell a lot of homes, you know, to make a good living, and uh, but now it, it's creeped up to th- was it three hundred three thousand? Three hundred three. Yeah. Three hundred three thousand, and they're getting multiples. Uh, and it, I can't believe it, but a lot. The, he's told me a lot of GTA buyers are going yeah. that way. Yeah. Really? Now that's we've, a, we've that had a couple buyers. We've yeah. had a couple buyers of our own that that said, uh, you know, we're looking to buy in Windsor. Hook us up with an agent out there. Yeah. And, wow. And I had I had one guy go out there buy six properties. Wow. But not yeah. only that, but also moving <laughs> like like London Windsor, and that's that's a three hour drive that's, from that's Hamilton, isn't it? Three hours yeah. to Windsor. That's yeah. that's a long drive to visit. 
relative. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? But, but they yeah. have they have the um you know, they have a big university down there, which mm-hmm. is a, a huge a casino. You know, a, a casino. Yeah. So yeah. And, you know, the downtown core is still kinda revamping and reviving and right. And um you the know, US is just a hop, skip and a jump over the river, right? Yeah, Detroit's just right there. So so what's happening is people are moving to places where housing's cheaper. Yeah. So so they're kind of like leaving the expensive areas and uh, and going someplace more affordable and I, and and it's just uh, and there and I don't think roots are not that important to them like you know what I mean uh, if you're young and you get a job out there fantastic you're going to be able to afford it mm-hmm. but if you're older and you you've established roots in wherever you are Hamilton it's harder it's, it's harder because you got you know your kids have their friends yeah. here schools. schools and everything so you, but if you go when you're retired you're going to lose all your retired friends. Because they're not going to drive three hours. Yeah, uh, but even for even you. even for people that are are jet setters and and want to take off, if they live in Windsor, they're 15, 20 minutes away from the airport, and and yeah, it, you know, it's not it's it's actually a really well designed airport. Mm-hmm. You're you're flying domestically to the states. Yeah, you're you're on and off. Yeah, and if if they're there for you know if they're um, uh, what do you call it snowbirds? Yeah, they, right. They, they can be no different than Niagara Falls. I mean, Buffalo yeah, Airport's right there similar, too. Yeah. Right? yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And it's uh, and then Hamilton's not too far, so Hamilton's yeah. starting to get more destinations. Which is fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, next topic, uh, the GTA kind of works hand in hand. The GTA uh, continues to cool off. Uh, no surprise here that last year's hottest real estate uh, markets, uh, which include Toronto, Vancouver, and Hamilton, cooling off because, you know, the numbers last year were so crazy. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, they just can't compete. Um, how long do you think this cool off period is going to last in the GTA? Um, I, I, I think uh, a, a lot of people bought last year, a lot. And... Um, and I think um, it, it is. I think we're going to be in a cooling period for for a while. Yeah. Um, I thought the spring market, like the like the the rush rush spring market, was going to be late this year. Um, it's being balanced out. Hmm. Like I think our spring market was March. It was a quick one month thing. Right. And and it and it just then it went back to normal. Um, we we are we are busy. We're selling homes. The board average is down. We're not down that much. And. Um, but I, I think um, if you're looking to buy a house, I mean, you're going to pay the market value. I mean, if it's, like I said, if, if it's a unique house or if the house has uh, everything done to it, it's going to it's gonna do very well mm-hmm. in price. Mm-hmm. Um, we just saw that there was what, uh, on, our, on our chat, there was uh, 34 offers on one house. They underlisted it under-listed aggressively it. Wow. and they had 34 offers on it. So, I mean, you, you have to be careful how you do those. Like, you can't just be borderline reducing like putting your price let's say the house is worth 400 and yeah. you list at 380 right you may not get those multiple uh, you might get two three offers but if you listed that house at 340 you might get uh 20 30 offers because mm-hmm. because everybody knows it's a super deal they know it's worth 400 and so somebody's gonna hopefully they they pick it up for four or so more. odds are yeah one of those 30 plus bids is going to be well over four you're going to get one guy right. come in out of nowhere and just yeah because and put down 450 and, and 450 <laughs> yeah. and, and you know Take and that's and but you need a big deposit when you do those kind of things because right. you don't want to have uh that get the highest bidder and all of a sudden he can't close the deal yeah and and then now then you're looking for the 33 other bids hey come back (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly exactly. yeah you have to be very careful so there's a lot of planning involved when you want to do multiple offers you have to be Mm -hmm. very careful no doubt all right we'll take a quick break i do have another question uh, regarding the gta uh, cooling market and and the cooling market in general in comparison to last year but we'll get to that and a whole lot more including uh, some more millennial talk and i'm sure (laughs) phil will have uh, his uh, three cents to add in on this one Uh, you're listening to the hamilton real Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. 
Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio this fine morning with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. The website is robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. If you have a question for the Golfie team or have a topic idea that we can tackle on a future program, email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. They're all over social media, at Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And if you missed a past episode, be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Google Play and iTunes. You can also check out past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. Still to come, the best time to search for real estate will have some millennial talk, including a Syracuse area parents trying to evict their millennial son and uh, a continued discussion on the cooling real estate market in the greater Toronto area, including Hamilton as well. I'm not sure there's any hard stats for this, so maybe anecdotally. Did you get a sense that people were buying homes thinking that, all right, I'm going to buy now, and then a year from now I'm going to sell for maybe even more? Because they were thinking the the housing market was going to remain red hot. Everybody was doing that, and everybody was buying because they – they kept thinking that houses houses weren't going to stop going up, right. so they wanted they wanted to stop the like in, in essence the bleeding. So they just said let's just buy, and and they were going in and saying you know what we're going to buy in six months, but let's in six months that house could be worth fifty thousand more. Right. Let's just buy it now. So there was a tremendous amount of people buying last year when that was happening. So they were looking at it as as an investment, thinking. If I don't get in now, we're, we're it's going to be way too late yeah. to get it, yeah. in later. Yeah. So and so and I th- and I think you know and they've got the numbers. I don't know the numbers. I guess uh, Rev- uh, Revenue Canada knows how many how many millennials are living at home. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Everybody's done their income tax. Oh wow, <laughs> we still got another seven hundred thousand yeah. millennials living with their parents. It's a, it's a million. <laughs> it's a million. <laughs> so there's a million other buyers out there. So uh, we just got to capture those guys. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, they'll be buying more often than not in in, yeah. in the not too distant future because you know that opportunity is going to present itself. It just it, it'll it'll boil down to what kind of property they want and how much they can afford. Right, and and they just uh, when when these guys are buying, I mean, some of them have parents help them, some of them don't, some of them have school loans that they got to deal with. They're on their own, yeah, and and and, and it's nothing more than frust- frustration from on their part because they want to get into the market. And and you know and the market's still going up. House prices are going up, but not like last year. They, they are moderately, you know, increasingly, uh, a li- little bits now at a time. Um, but and so, but the 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 buyer is still worried about they're not going to be able to afford. Yeah. They're trying to save, but they can't save as fast as the house prices are going. It's, right. it's easier to determine value on a property. Last year we were going into a house and we were saying, you know. You know, people were asking us how much. How much do you think I can get? And, yeah. and we're saying, you know, well, here's what the market. Yeah, showed. It's, it's here's what the last three sales showed. Right. And, and meanwhile, was, they ended up getting a hundred thousand yeah, more. And, and, and you know, we were off on a lot of, uh, you know, a lot because it was hard to determine. You just basically put it up for a price, and and you know, it was a, see what it was, it was an auction, yeah, right? Yeah. It's you don't know who the highest bidder is until they yeah. actually show up and place their bid. Now, it's a lot easier to go into a house and determine, you know, true market value and stating, hey, listen, you know. You can you can you should price it at this point because of such and such and such and and we have a better you know analytic approach and being you know more accurate and more right most of the time when it comes to pricing mm-hmm. pricing yeah. homes now yeah even though the the market is uh, isn't as active and crazy in terms of price hikes as last year are people still expecting 
uh, to see those numbers? Yes. Some of them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, yes. And, it, and it's making it difficult and uh, because they're remembering their, you know, the house across the street that sold last year. Yeah. And so the only, which is good, they only hear the positive news, but they never hear the negative. Right. So even though the house across the street uh, sold for... Seven hundred thousand, but the house next door to that sold this year for five fifty. They don't. They're not, they're not looking at. They're not say, looking at the five fifty. Well, those people had to sell. They had to. Sell. Yeah, we. I hear oh yeah, they were in a bad position. Yeah, yeah they're in a bad they position. Gave, they had to. They had to give yeah, it away. Yeah. Right, so, so we we hear that a lot. And yeah. Oh really? Okay. So, yeah. but then, uh, but 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 our job is not to let go of the house cheaply. Right. Yeah. Our job is to get the most amount of money for our clients as possible. So. It, but it's just a different time and everything. So people hate to hear the negative news. Hmm. But a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people educated. And there's still some it. people that are surprised when you go in there and you, you give them the number. And, and, and then they're, they're very surprised as to how much it's worth, right? And they, they were expecting a lower number. Um, we had a situation in Niagara Falls. And, and I went into a house and, and I told the woman, you know, you're probably worth about three twenty five. She goes, really? She goes, go tell my ex-husband that. Because <laughs> she didn't. Because <laughs> I guess her ex-husband thought she wasn't going to get over three. We ended up going oh, wow. into multiples, and we got like 340. Wow. So, yeah. so there's, uh, there's, there's those situations out there, too. And, and uh, you know, she was, she was really excited about that. So right. that's always a good sign. Was there more frustration last spring uh, because it was so hectic as opposed to maybe this spring because maybe they were thinking it was going to be as oh, busy? Very, very uh, upsetting and uh, for, for a lot of buyers. And, and, and same thing with uh, realtors because uh, everybody had uh, a buyer for a house in that area and only one person was going to get it. Right. So it, there was a lot of frustration. So where are those other buyers still active? Have they found something? Are they still looking? Some of them found. Are they priced out of the market in some cases? It, some of them are priced, but yeah. some of them have found and some of them walked away. They okay. just said, we're not we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. So, and they just said, we're just going to, you know, hold off for a while because it was such a disappointment for them that they, they got turned off uh, the whole situation the whole of the buying process. Yeah. And, you know... Um, and the thing is, they got scared, you know what I mean? Because you had to go in cash, right? Like, you really had to pre-qualify your client. Like, mm -hmm. you had, like, if, like some people bought cash and, you know, their mortgage person said, yeah, you're good to go. And then they bought cash and say, well, you didn't tell us about that incident, you know, on your credit bureau. Like, they, other things come up after. But... But we're waiting for the, those other buyers are coming back into the into the market slowly now. They're not. Mm. They're just getting their feet wet, you right. know, and slowly. But right now, right now, the biggest question is, you know, do you want to buy or sell first? Right before last year it was always buy first. You know, buy, buy, buy because mm -hmm. you can you you can guarantee that that you know your house was going to do well based on based on the market. But yeah. it was just making sure that you find you found something that right. would accommodate yeah. you and and what you were looking for because. If you sold first, you might be in a position where where you need to you need to buy something. And you're scraping out the bottom of the barrel and just trying to get you whatever's just, you, left, and right? You end up buying anything. You, you buy it, something that you that, really didn't want, but you had to because you because you had, you had no nowhere to go. go. Yeah. yeah. So so this year it, it it allows the you know the buyer or the seller to make that decision. You know, is it more important um, that you that you want to purchase something and and allows them to put in those conditions such as sale of property where mm -hmm. they're not buying something. Um, without you know not knowing if their house is sold or not, so right. it's a little bit easier. Um, it's a little bit m more of a, a less anxious process for for people right now as they make the move. Yeah. But there's still those people that get caught in those situations where they've bought something firm and they can't sell their house. Yeah. How scary is that? That you know the flip side. You you know you've sold your home and now you're looking, and now you're desperate to find something that you really want. Yeah. 
But you know the price isn't really what you're <laughs> yeah, looking for. I would for. say la- so that that was a scary. I mean, to me, yeah, that'd yeah. Be very scary. That yeah. was a scary situation last year because all of a sudden you're you know you found you finally found this house and you're ready to put in an offer and and you know the realtor comes back to you and says yeah there's four other offers mm-hmm. right so you get put in a position where you not not that you want it but you need it yeah right and it kind of you checks off all the boxes so now you're in a position where you're saying you know what you're going 10 20 30 grand higher just because you need it right not not <laughs> yeah. because you want the house it's because you need something because right. your your house is sold and you're you're moving out in 30 or 40 days yeah um that doesn't happen as much anymore um a lot more people have that time to to kind of plan out their move and um you know the you know when they're forecasting there's not going to be you know dramatic changes such as the ones that we've experienced last right. year so it's a, a little bit of an, a less anxious process and people have that that time and, and that's most important and in, in a real estate transaction if you have time use it to make your decision mm-hmm. um you know and the more time you have you use all of it because there's you know you never want to make a bad decision yeah we've talked about this uh, last year we you know you guys didn't have any time you didn't have any time the buyers didn't have any time <laughs> no, the sellers it, the, it, no, it, the, it was, there was no it, time at all it was tough last year was you 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 needed a, a definitely experience as you needed an experienced real, realtor there's no doubt about it um just the way it was going and the ba- the behind the scenes stuff putting the deals together you needed definitely a experienced, knowledgeable realtor that yeah. n- knows what he's doing. Um, somebody that didn't—they were losing out. And some and, and and I heard out there some people fired their agent because they just couldn't deal. They didn't—they never got a deal. Every single one they they went on in competition, they never their agent couldn't get it for them. Hmm. And they would change realtors. And I know we got a, you know quite a few of those people that came to us after and said, listen. You know, we don't have a realtor that really knows how this market's uh, working. So they came to us and we said, no problem. And then bang, we would get the first one. Like there, there's a lot of strategy going on. We know we know how different realtors operate, how they how they go. But I mean, when you're dealing with these Dr- Toronto realtors coming in, that, that throws it. It's a different ball game. Right, yeah. yeah. You don't know what they're going to come in at because their dollar is different. It's like, it's yeah. like, it's like the Euro or the right. American dollar coming <laughs> in. I mean, yeah. That's like, exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. They, yeah. Have, that, they, they the have that card. buying power. Yeah. They, yeah, that, they, uh, like, they can go an extra 20, 30,000 because they did. It's nothing. It's nothing for them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, obviously last spring, you know, homes were, some homes were on the market for a couple of weeks. Now you have, uh, you know, about a month, maybe yeah. even 40 days yeah. in some, yeah. in some scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's our you know, oldest we, listing is our oldest listing right now. We've got a few over sixty days, but 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 our oldest listings uh, we don't have that many over sixty. We have a lot 30, hmm. 40 days, you know, fifty days, but we don't have that many. So we are selling selling the homes, right. and it depends on the price. Like we give them, we'll, we'll come in with a number, and then the homeowner says, "We well, you know, can we try this number?" We will do that for them, no no doubt, because you, you know. Because it's their home, and, and, and they, yeah, and the they, end we don't want to, you know, we don't want them to feel shortchanged. Yeah, so yeah. we'll try the number that our, the homeowner wants, and and in a lot of cases, uh, most cases, it doesn't sell. So then they say, okay, you know what? Let's let's get it to the number that you suggested, right? And then we end up usually selling it. Uh, but it, it even if you price it right, it does take sometimes two to four weeks to sell. Right. Yeah, but um, so you got to be, you know, and you got to be careful when you're negotiating. If an offer comes in right away, and 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 I tell uh, the agents on my team, uh, I say, be careful because guys are coming in aggressively even in the first week. Even though there's not that many showings, it takes time for showings to happen. So so let's say a house goes up for sale on a Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the consumer will call us and say, hey, listen, we want to take a look at that house on Saturday or Sunday. They're, 
last year, House came up on Monday. They wanted to see it Monday night. Right. There, there wasn't no no waiting yeah. uh, a week to show to see it. So we tell our agents, be careful. Do not let the agents beat you up because you don't have showings happening. It takes time. The ball, it, it just, you know what, it, it, it takes time for, mm-hmm. the, for the listing to start getting legs uh, for people to come through. People are waiting a week. I got a, I got a guy that called me. He said, hey, Rob, is there any chance we could see that uh, house next week? I go, yeah, okay, no problem. <laughs> like, you know, you sure you don't want to come like, tomorrow? Or yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, and, 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 and 90% of the time, the house is available next week. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, yeah. The average days on market right now across the board is, is about 34 days 34 yeah. and, and then last year um it was like, you know you were 14 to 17 days yeah. so we, we've almost doubled in days on market but right now we see a lot more with conditional periods right we see a lot more houses falling apart on conditional on home inspection or conditional mm-hmm. on financing mm-hmm. or or properties that sell that are conditional on another sale of property which which then extends the days on market because you wait for those conditional periods to right. end um so there's a lot more protection out there for the buyer and I'd say, you know, there hasn't been in the last, you know, two to three years, there hasn't been a better time to buy a home than, than no, right it, now. No, it is a good time to buy a home because you have time to inspect the house, go through it, check it, see if it's the, you know, see if there's any problems with it. And um, the inventory is you know, climbing too. Like, yeah. like our, our, our very own inventory has almost doubled since last March. Yes, that's it's, right. It's, uh, and, and the amount of listings, we had to go out and buy all new signs. <laughs> wow. We, we, yeah. we, you know, yeah, we have a lot of signs out there. We, you know, we had to go out and buy all new lock boxes. It's just that we're, we're, we're carrying a lot more listings as yeah. a result yeah. of the market. So, wow. um, you know, it, we're adapting to it. But, you know, in terms of the pricing strategy, last year you knew if you were overpriced in the first five days right. five yeah. to oh, seven you days, know you yeah. knew you knew you knew yeah. right away if, yeah. now you know so so if you're overpriced in the five five to seven days you, you knew based on the sample size of showings that you're getting because mm-hmm. you knew other all the other listings were getting showings and selling too so now you don't know if you're overpriced you have to you know that sample size extends to about 21 to 30 days before before you really know the true value of the house if you're overpriced, yeah. right? So, so last year price reductions were happening. Not that they were happening a lot, but they were hap- if they were to happen, they would happen at a lot much more earlier time in the listing process. Right. Now, um, you know, we, we say if you know after 21 days, 21 to 30 days, you have a large enough sample size to determine if you need a price Good reduction. Good time to review. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, let's tackle this uh, millennials in the Greater Toronto and Hamilton area. This is uh, a generation stuck in apartments. Uh, interesting uh, from uh, OREA, the Ontario Real Estate Association that's uh, compiled this report. I'll just read the first couple lines of the executive summary. Uh, Millennials are the largest and fastest growing demographic group in the Greater Toronto and Hamilton area. Uh, Increasingly, they are competing with the baby boomers in the labor and housing markets. Uh, Again, we've tackled this in the past as well, that boomers and millennials looking for the same type of product. Yeah, they're they're shopping for the exact same product. And that's what's, you know, that's what's driving the the market up. We we had this exact scenario um, in St. Catharines right now. One of our clients lives on a sprawling lot, 120 feet wide. Has a you know a two thousand square foot house, pool in the backyard, beautifully landscaped, completely done, mm-hmm. and they're uh, it's just way too much for them. They don't want to maintain their yard. The gardens are massive. There's tons of leaves. Every you know every weekend they're they're saying they're raking you know, hundred like like it's just taking up their yeah, their time. It's too they're, much maintenance. They're they're going down to a, a a condo townhouse, but this condo townhouse 
is only is is only a hundred thousand dollars less than their their sprawl. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And they're saying they're yeah. and they they came to us and they're saying so this is like a lateral move. You're saying that my you know this beautiful house with the pool and everything's done yeah. is only worth a hundred thousand dollars more than this <laughs> fourteen hundred square yeah. foot townhouse. Oh, yeah. And 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 that's that's the way it is. That's the way the market's going. It's people are you know selling their, these big suburban, you know, big homes and and they're going to something that's completely you know, a different style of living, but it's, they're very similar in value. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's making a, a, a so, so, so the, so the millennials and baby boomers are colliding together now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and part we, of this uh, report says, uh, while millennials appear stuck in apartments, the vast majority of them will prefer ground related homes, single semis, townhomes. When it comes time to purchase those waiting for boomers to downsize, may be holding their breath for some time. Boomers not expected to downsize in a meaningful way until mid 2040. That's wow. a long time. We're talking That's 20 years from now. 22 years. Wow. The, the, it, you're saying baby, boom, baby boomers are going to be like 90 years old then. <laughs> they're holding on to their yeah. properties, apparently. <laughs> you know why? It's just, it's just too expensive. They're, they're, they're looking at cashing in, and, and, they're not, and it's not working out for them. So yeah. they're probably holding out. I don't know. But, uh, I, think, I think what's you know, part, of the, part of this article that's the most interesting thing, it's, it's stating that millennials are going to start to move out of province, which isn't, you know, it hasn't been as of popular as of late, you know, a lot of people try to stay within the, you know, the southern Ontario, sure. um, you know, and, and, and if they move to a suburban market, that's what they'll try to do. But it's saying, you know, they're they're going to go to the Albertas and, and the Saskatchewans to find affordable housing yeah. and, and, and find a job. Um, and I, and I, I can see that happening a lot more. A lot of people kind of just move out of the GTA. Mm-hmm. But to see to start to see people move out of province, that's when, you know, you got to make sure the uh you know you're doing something to keep them stay out of vancouver that's my uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's my recommendation Uh, lots more to come here on the hamilton real estate show on 900 chml Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And if you have a question for the golfy team we will ask your question and uh, provide an answer on a future program email your questions to questions at robgolfie.com that's questions at robgolfie.com if you have a topic idea you would like us to tackle on a future program you can send an email along again questions at robgolfie.com uh interesting report out of ryerson university uh that basically says toronto area millennials want their own backyard so kind of coupling on what the uh, ontario real estate association had uh, put out with uh, millennials in the gtha a generation stuck in apartments millennials want to move and they and they want a backyard apparently i think millennials just want i think they <laughs> i think millennials, they just want they just want what they don't have and, and, right. <laughs> and yeah. once and once they get it they're not going to want it anymore right. so 
um, it. it's 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 interesting to see um you know everybody wants their own backyard but it's it's the style of living that they're they're interested in yeah. and, and when when they say they want their own backyard it's definitely not something that's big and sprawling and no you know high maintenance it's probably a little you know they're looking for the Look. back patio with a deck and a barbecue yeah. no, barbecue grass. Out there no, no grass no grass they'll get yeah. the astro turf <laughs> yeah or just yeah. some screening gravel and you're good. <laughs> yeah. So this is a report from Ryerson University that basically says there's one million millennials still living with their parents in the GTHA. And over the next 10 years, 700,000 of them will be looking to move into their own houses. That's a lot of people. So but obviously no, but it doesn't seem that much across Canada, though. But that's no, just that's in the G- GTHA. G- oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. GTHA. Oh, yeah. All right. So, so obviously, you know, living with your parents pays off. Um, there's a stat that says 35% of baby boomers are helping their kids yes. with a, with a down payment up to $50,000. Yeah. So a lot of people are, you know, we, the baby boomers, boomers have experienced the greatest growth in real estate. In, in, in the last 50 years, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So they have that equity to be able to take out of their house and support their, their child with a, with a gifted down payment. Now, as they, as they move out, you know, they're, or, or millennials are staying at home longer, right? They're, they're finding that professional job, living at home, trying to build their wealth, trying to pay off debt. That mm-hmm. is very true. And, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and, uh, you know, living, living the good life at home without, without a mortgage payment. Right. But as, as they move out, as you know, the, the, the um, you know the real estate prices have increased. It's those parents who've experienced those that that equity gain and putting it back into their child's mm-hmm. um, mortgage. I mean, it's nothing new. The bank of mom and dad has been around for a while. It's just gotten maybe a little more convoluted or more expensive, right? Well, plus plus the you know we're in the in that era where the biggest transfer of wealth is happening. So yeah. like you've got the um, uh, people that were born before the war are are passing away, and you know they're born in the 30s. And uh, and they're and, and so the baby boomers are inheriting money. So with this extra money, it's not changing their lifestyle as much. They're they're probably buying extra things mm-hmm. like you know nicer cars. But they're probably boats, staying in their homes longer too. Yeah. Yeah. They're staying in their homes long. They're probably passing some of that uh, inheritance down to their kids so that they can afford to buy a house and, and right. things like that. Uh, Interesting as well that uh, this study suggests that um, there could be more than 50,000 new millennial households created per year as they begin leaving their parents' homes. So we could see not not necessarily a slow burn. I mean, 50,000 a year just in the GTHA alone, that's a pretty substantial number. It answers answers the question that, you know, some some people always ask me, do you think we'll have an oversupply of housing soon, right? And and that's kind of the main question. You see all these developments everywhere. You see it, you know, like we said in Hamilton, we expect you know four to five for six new towers in the next five years right. alone well and and sometimes you just expect you know are we going to have too much and and you know that stat answers the question alone is, a, is a that, million millennials but the, but the millennials are also competing against the investors and True. yeah and then you got the baby boomers so you've got a combination you got you got a combination of everybody right and that's why these towers like these uh condo buildings are uh, selling selling out fast yeah. and then you got the foreign investors on top of that so it, there's always going to be a, sh- a shortage because Canada, for the last ten years, has been the place to to buy real estate mm-hmm. and worldwide. Like people in the world know that Canada's real estate market has been strong. It's secure forever. too. It's very secure. Yeah. So so every time, like 
like it, there's always the, the, the real estate market's going to go up because of that. So you got investors, you got foreign foreign buyers, and you got the baby boomers, and now you got the millennials are trying to compete against that. Yeah. And so like the the city, uh, what do you call it? The uh, television city. I mean, they were asking a strong square footage mm-hmm. for per, per square foot for the Price. condos there, yeah. Yeah. and they got it. Like they sold out. So and an, an invest an investor came by. They had I don't know how many left. Uh, came in and bought like the last I don't know how many thirty thirty was it twenty or thirty uh, condos that they have in that wow. building. They just came, he just came in out of nowhere and said, "Hey, what do you got? Okay, I want them all." Interesting. Boom. Yeah, we got about a minute left. Is it also cities as well? Uh, maybe overbuilding because they want that millennial population because they know they'll be living here for a while, paying taxes. I think they're just chasing the affordable housing market, right? Okay. I think that's you know one of the biggest things that we're going to have. You know, it's going to be a you know a main topic of. Of discussion, even with the next, you know, the up and coming election, it's it's how do we create affordable housing for everybody to yeah. make sure that you know the, these these talented millennials that are educated aren't leaving to other provinces yeah. to live. Two topics to come in our final segments. We'll talk about uh, a New York area couple that uh, is evicting their millennial son, and uh, the best time to search for real estate. Uh, that coming up next here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin, Rob Golfie, and Philip Golfie in studio this morning. Uh, they are sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. If you've missed a past episode, you can go to RobGolfie.com or 900CHML.com or even better, subscribe. Subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play and take it wherever you go. All right, this is a story that uh, Phil had forwarded me midweek, and I thought, (laughs) yes, perfect topic. A uh, Syracuse area couple uh, is evicting their 30-year-old son, his name's Michael, um, because, well, he just doesn't do anything. And they are uh, wanting him to uh, start a new life, get a job, uh, you know, launch into a career, uh, and and live on his own, and he's basically saying, "No, uh, I have the right to be here. You haven't given me enough notice." <laughs> the first the first part is let's let's pay attention to the last name of the family. The last name Rotondo. Rotondo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm not Italian. I'm not stereotyping, but I think it seems like an Italian last name. It could be. The, yeah. <laughs> this seems to be very the popular. Is cooking too much good food. <laughs> very so, popular among the t- Italian yeah. culture. Yeah. And, and some Italian families <laughs> and or, I know or European some, families. And I know, you know. Some, I know some 50-year-old Italians still live with their parents. <laughs> So, I mean, uh, uh, this is acceptable in 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 uh, various ethnicities, really, not not just uh, yeah. Italians, where kids stay maybe a, a little bit longer than uh, the parents would like, and in some cases, the parents do like that they're staying around. But in this case, not so much. You know, these two parents want their son to to move on. Uh, have offered him eleven hundred dollars at one point. You know, gave him some advice. You know, sell some of your stuff. Uh, you know, we'll help you along. But still, he's refusing to leave. So on Tuesday, a judge actually said, "No, you got to get out," and uh, and sided with the parents. So now he's appealing this decision but still i mean it just screams of you know a generation that has been unfairly or not uh, targeted for being uh, a little lackadaisical if i can say that yeah he turned into uh, a beautiful little child into a squatter (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is my little son oh he's such a good little boy now he's like you know what to get rid of him 
I think if they uh, if they took the um, the strategy to maybe go find him a girlfriend, you know, that might work. Sign him up on a couple that dating. Might, that might accounts. be tough though. Yeah, well, <laughs> sign him up on a couple dating accounts, and, and I would. Maybe, yeah, maybe he, they should have paid a girl. Say, listen, <laughs> pretend, take well, him away. Let this guy fall take in love with you. And let him follow you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, they they asked him eight years ago. Apparently, he was twenty two, and they yeah. said, okay, I think it's time to yeah. go. Yeah. And uh, well, he's been there for eight more years, and then gave him. I think it was in February this notice to say, okay, I mean, let, let's well, get the ball rolling. The funny here. part is they live in the same house. He occupies just you know one bedroom. Yeah. I don't know if it's upstairs or downstairs. I don't know if it has a separate entrance, but they communicate back and forth through letters. Yes. <laughs> the father and the mother write like them letters. Slide it underneath the door. It's <laughs> like a prison. Yeah, no kidding. Really odd. Really odd. He's like, so so the, I wonder what the relationship is going to be after oh, the, actually the judge says, uh, you're out. Yeah, I don't know. Good, I, uh, luck, good I, luck to the Rotondos. Yeah, I saw, oh, yeah. I saw this story and I... I I immediately pr- I sent it to Rick and I was I was howling about I, it. I probably don't think they th- would think it would hit the newspapers. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like, probably not. I mean like, it was on like, CNN. Yeah, no, but see what what happens is court cases go through right, and nobody knows about them. But for some reason, one person publishes it. This yeah. is a good story. <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden, and it goes viral. It goes crazy. So believe me, this family is probably their intention was not for it to no, hit, not hit not the for papers. this kind of publicity. Yeah, no. no kidding. All right, let's wrap it up with uh, the best time to carry out. Your real estate search. So you're searching for a home. When should you actually do this? Well, like I said, now for buyers right now, uh, buyers and sellers right now, uh, you know, the seller is getting what market value is and same thing with the buyer. Um, But if you wait till the end of the year, housing prices have gone up. Right, so from the from this from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, it can be up like two or three percent. So, like normally in November, December. Um, you investors, that's the best time for them to come out because oh, you right. can actually grind out because there's guys that had their houses on the market in the summertime. They need to sell, and their houses are still for sale right. in November, December, and but you can actually really swing some good deals. Get a good then. deal, yeah. And for the investor, it sets them up nicely if they if they purchase in in November, December. It sets them up nicely to be able to. If they're if they're flipping the house to be able to put it on the market for the for the spring or the fall exactly. market, exactly. Yeah, timing, so timing is perfect. It's, it's huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like it's like you, you you buy a house in November, you close in uh, January, and and uh, and then you February, renovate Mar- renovate yeah. it for two months. You got uh, February March, and then you get it on the market. You you actually. That's kind of the ideal formula for flipping a house. That is a great formula. Yeah. Um, So that's if you're looking for a home. This report basically saying, yeah, you know, the winter time. Now, now's a good time. Now's a good time. <laughs> Just call the golfing right team. Just call us. <laughs> call us. Yeah, we, we're, this, we'll sell your house. Yeah, this report basically saying if you're looking, if you're looking for a house, the winter is a good time because there, there's fewer potential buyers. Yeah, right. you have a little more negotiating power. That's right. Uh, if you're a property owner, so now you're selling a home. Yeah, uh, is it the opposite? Spring, summer is the, I, the ideal. Yeah, spring, summer, and fall is is good. You, you don't want to go past uh, the fall into November. It, yeah. it just. It, it, it does cost it'll cost you money it will if you're selling so you want to do it you know get it on the market now uh, September one of the one of the best things to do if you are buying a home in the winter is use Google Street View I use it all the time it allows you to see the house what it looks like in the summer in the summer yeah. um, what, you know whether it's the gardens or whether it's snow covered or, or whatever yeah um, definitely use Google Street View huge 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 as long as there's no garbage truck in front when Google <laughs> drove by yeah, that's always a plus <laughs> guys thanks for uh, another great show we will uh, catch up with you next Saturday at 9 right here on 900 CHML